welcome to Running Is Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. And we are into the final weeks before our big main running events of the year. Amy, how do you think your training has been? Well, my training's been better than it was in, when was it? Was it 2019? I think I ran the Vogue last time. So it, it's got to be better than that because just to remind listeners for that one, I it, the Bogum's a forty mile race. My longest run before that race was fourteen. That's one four. Yeah, fourteen miles, and I did that about three months before the race. Not ideal. So I, I have for this yeah. one, I have been doing the long runs. I've done two twenty milers. Um, I mean, I would have liked to go up to like twenty six miles, but I think for an ultra, you know, twenty miles, twenty six miles, whatever, you know, it's fine. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, I've done, I've done a couple of twenty milers, and I've done like quite a few sixteen milers, a few eighteen milers. Um, so I've been doing the long runs. Weekday runs have been a bit trickier, so I've only really been running like three days a week, which is not ideal. I would have liked to be running like five days a week and get the weekly mileage way up there to at least 30 miles a week or so, uh, even longer on the when I'm doing the really long runs. But I've just been really struggling, I think with the gym, going to the gym as well, just doing and with work and everything else, everything else that people have to deal with. I just the weekday runs haven't really been there, mm-hmm. but I think for an ultra, I think the main things are getting the long runs done which I have been doing. So I think it's going to still be difficult, but I feel a bit more prepared. Yeah, I like I've done the long runs and I think they're the, actually the most important things because yeah, they're yeah. the things that I've been doing. Yeah, but also because I've got to run a long way. So. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's still going to be a challenge and I'm still not going to um, get like really cocky with it because I haven't done the level of... I suppose no one does the level of training they're ever happy with. I have, still haven't done the level of training where I feel really confident, but that yeah. could be a good thing because it means I'll pace it really conservatively rather than just go crazy and then blow up at like 20 miles in yeah well we we did do a really long run together um well last week uh how are you recovering from that i'm okay actually i had that um normal sort of dehydration feeling a bit shit hmm. the run over like a hangover like a run over um i put that in for my bullshit of the week so i might talk about, about that a bit more um when we come to it you know what what i've really been struggling with is doing the long runs which i've been doing on a sunday and then running again like either monday or tuesday so i yeah, i don't you know do what, my exactly next same. Run. yeah i don't do my next run until wednesday then i go to the gym on thursday then i run on friday then i go to the gym on saturday and then i'm running on sunday again so it's only like three runs a week when ideally i should be going like tuesday monday or both as well so yeah i've been exactly the same actually is um i've been trying to do four runs a week but I've ended up with like three weeks in a row. I did like Wednesday, Friday, Sunday because I was so knackered after Sunday. Exactly. And with like dog walking and everything else going on as well. I can't run till Wednesday and then I have to run Friday. Then I think, oh, I don't really want Saturday because I'm running mm. tomorrow. And I don't run Saturday and then I have to run Sunday in the start. Mm. Well, officially my, not officially because I'm not following the official training plan. But I no. did use like a training plan. I picked and choose a few a few things for it. But mainly like working out the, the long run. So I've been doing that thing where you creep up to like 20 miles i mean it, like i said ideally it would have been 26 miles then you drop back down then you go back up so i've been doing that but on that plan that i found you're supposed to then the next day so you say you do a 20 miler then the next day you're supposed to go out and like whack out seven miles no. and I, probably, I probably could do that but i just don't i don't want to do that no god who wants to do that <laughs> supposed to like run on tired legs and it's just not what i've been doing at all so um so yeah, it, it, it's kind of good, it's kind of bad, sometimes shit, sometimes good, you know, what can you do? How about you? How has your training been going? Um, pretty good as well. I've not quite got, probably the same as you, not quite got the distance, weekly distance that I'd like to have done. I think it's better than before though, because I've done a shitload more elevation, especially um, kind of 
you know, May, June, up to that kind of time in the year, I did an absolute shitload of elevation. And, you know, I've, I beat my elevation, my yearly elevation from two years ago, which is my highest ever. I beat that by like July. Mm. So I'm like way, way ahead in that. So that's can only be, that can only be a good thing, really. Mm. But you know what? Since I run on Sunday, I'm just fucking knackered. Same. I've been so tired. I know it's incredibly tedious hearing people talk about how tired they are. Because, you know, when you go to the office, you're like, you're right. And they go, oh, I'm all right. I'm tired. Yeah. And you know, this is a person that does absolutely fuck all, but they always say they're tired. And like, I fucking hate it. Well, it's because I ran 40K on Sunday in the end, which is basically a marathon. Yeah, and so I've kind of realized, oh, yeah, I probably should recover from that a bit. But that's been really hard work. And good news, everyone. I've got a new infection. Infection? Yeah. Not just an injury, it's an infection. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that that an injury or is that an illness, technically? I think think it's both. It's on my foot as well. I don't really hear when people say, oh, I'm injured. What's your injury? Oh, I've got an infection. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's not a very dramatic one. It's just like, I think it's maybe like a little ingrown hair or a bite on the top of my foot. And it kind of went a bit purple and like the rest of it just swole up a little bit. So I called the doctor. Well, what I like, I called the doctor, then I emailed them photos of my foot and then they just gave me a prescription. I was like, yeah, right. You know what? That has been the good thing about COVID, hasn't it? Like I've got so many, this sounds like I'm a drug addict, so I'm doing it like I'm not. But like most of my prescriptions that I've had over the last 18 months, I've just had to call them. Yeah, you can blag it easier over the phone. I could be anyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I really need these um, narcotics, you know. I'm having trouble sleeping and stuff. But that is the one thing, good thing about COVID, because I hate going to the... Anyway, this is a whole sideline, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah. love it. (laughs) But yeah, this little spot on my foot. Unfortunately, the positioning of it is a real ball ache, because it's right on the top of my foot, and it's just where you slide your foot into the shoe. Mm. And then when you do the laces up, it's exactly on that. So that's been a bit of a pain. That's weird because lately on my runs, I've had pain on the top of my foot. Uh, from my, from my, what foot is it? My right foot. Oh, it's my left foot. Never mind. That's a matching pair though. It is, to be fair. If we had the same feet, we'd be, it would be painful on both sides. Um, yeah. So that's been fun to deal with. So I've also that's also been a good excuse to not run for a few days of just like a tiny little purple spot on my foot. But it's probably fine. I probably won't die from it. We'll, we'll find out. We'll see. Um, right, let's catch up on the last episode. And at Cheney Headshot said, you utter bastards had me singing the actual lyrics to You're the One That I Want too." Oh, that's what it, that was your Patreon song, wasn't it? I was trying to figure out what the music was and I just couldn't quite get there from your, from your rendition. I can't, you know what? I will say this over and over again. When I record it, it's in perfect time. When I try to edit it in GarageBand, it, it, does it all over the place. I can't get it to go on the correct beat, so I'm sorry, but that's the best I can do. I mean, it's not entirely rhythm that's the issue. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, it's another one that I think we recorded on Saturday and you sent that to me on Sunday to put it in during the editing, which means we couldn't discuss it. But I want to discuss it now. Yeah. That one, that was particularly special, wasn't it? You know what? Part of the reason is that I couldn't be asked to get my microphone out. I can't remember what was happening. I think I couldn't use the office and I had to go in the bedroom and I haven't got anywhere to put stuff in the bedroom. So I was like sat on the bed recording it with just my inbuilt microphone. So it does sound like it was recording like a prisoner of war camp or something. I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah, they're famous recording studios. They have <laughs> exactly, very they low that, quality. That's the point. That's the point. It was like a, a cry for help. If you listen to it backwards, there's some coordinates and a plea for, uh, for liberation. But also, as much as I fucking hate Greece, you like sung a duet, and I was like, well, we could have done something with that and made it much funnier. I know, I know, but like everything I do at lastminute.com, so it was like, <laughs> you were editing and saying, please send me this song. Yeah, you, I, 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 I'm just quick. like getting, I got to that point, I'm like, Amy, have you, uh, 
you done anything yet? You were like, oh done, shit, done I, for- I forgot. <laughs> Can you just quickly do that for me? No, yeah. cool, thanks. Nicola Forward also commented and said, proper lol to I don't want a Michelin star chef, I want a jack of potato. This is my tribe. Laughy face and heart emoji. Yeah, absolutely. No one wants Michelin star chef when they're running. This is the stupid, like, ridiculous £16,000 race. Yeah, because everything tastes good when you're really, really hungry. Or everything tastes shit and you're going to throw it up. So it's, you know, there's no point. We're not, we're not writing a food review for these things. And it's not so much Liz Reese anymore that's getting the obligatory mention. It's pretty much Nicola Forward now, isn't it? Every episode she's sneaking in. Be very forward. She's been very Nicola Forward. Very clever. Uh, we also had a typo in last week's script, which meant we said that old Bulgarian listener, Polina, didn't run an ultra in 7 hours, 13 minutes. It was 17 hours because that was 100k, which is just too much. That is too much. Why? 17 hours. That's That's longer than I was awake that day. Mm. Yeah, I, I think 17 hours is still pretty decent for 100k, though. Probably. You know, so so I mean, well done. <laughs> I don't think there's a good time to do it in. <laughs> Maybe like a week and a half it would be fine. Oh, don't, uh, yeah, no. Well, at least it wasn't like on a treadmill or something stupid. I'm imagining. I don't know, but I'm imagining. I hope it was out in some beautiful countryside. and it's in some beautiful parts of Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah. I would mention a part of Bulgaria, but I literally don't know any. <laughs> Amy, let's talk about our long run. That was yes. nice, wasn't it? Can I? Yeah, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> so my longest run, which ideally I should have rested a bit for, you know, not done anything <laughs> the yeah. day before. I should have not really gone to the gym the day before and got a deadlift PB. It, it was not almost, ideal prep. I wasn't going to go, and then my friend, who I normally go to the gym with on Saturdays, texts me he's like, "You going to the gym?" And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." And then I went, and when I went in, I was like, okay, I just won't lift, I tell you this every time, I, was, I just won't lift heavy, I would just like be nice and light. And I'm at the stage with my gym, like my gym journey, my, my things that I'm doing at the gym. I'm, I'm quite a newbie in the grand scheme of things. So pretty much most weeks I can get a PB and lift heavier than the week before, oh, but obviously, yeah. yeah, but obviously like it, it can ache and stuff afterwards and you put your body through a lot doing that. So of course I didn't go lie. I just got like a deadlift PB, like a like a quite a decent PB from where I was before as well. So I had that. Not only did I go to the gym the day before a long run, but the day before that, so on the Friday, I went to Penavan. <laughs> and cool. I, I I ran, walked. I didn't run the whole thing. Obviously bloody hell, but like I ran a fair bit of it, you know, and I hiked it, and I went with Pippin who pulled. I thought she was gonna die. She pulled me the entire way. I put her. I put her in like her canny cross gear. Because um, the plan was to like you know to run a lot of it, and the bits we weren't running, she was pulling me like a train, and I thought she is gonna die. Like I'm gonna have to carry this dog off Penavan dead. Um, <laughs> she didn't. Spoiler alert. She okay, good. She got to the top, and then she pulled me all the way back down again as well. She was just. I will say, when she got back in the car, she just passed out. She was gone, and she yeah. slept for pretty much 24 hours after that. She must have been knackered, but she pulled me the entire way. And, and another thing I will say, I didn't, I didn't lose Pippin that day. She didn't die. But what I did lose was my Harrier hat. <laughs> oh no! Kind of am. So I went over with my uh, my friend Jen, who also listens to the podcast, and uh, and went up with her dog as well. And I was going to take, you know, the obligatory picture you take up Penavan with the, the little sign yeah it's so on I everyone's did... tinder profile yeah yeah <laughs> it's that every lad in south wales has that as their yeah. tinder profile yeah 
white straight men in South Wales in their early 20s. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went to take a picture of her and it was it was really windy up there to the point where we were actually warned by some other guy coming down, like, be careful up there, it's very windy. Um, so I say, like, no to take the picture. The wind sort of pushed my bag and pushed me forward. And as I went forward, because I had my, back on, my hat on backwards, the wind just took it underneath the hat and it just went, just went off the side. And Jen was like, are you going to go get it? I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm not going to get it. There's probably a sheep somewhere wearing it at the bottom, but I'm not. So if anyone's walking the uh, the sort of story arms route up to Penaban, so the, not the tourist track, the other side, if you find a bright orange Harrier hat, that's my hat. <laughs> Could you send it to me, please? <laughs> so basically you've been littering in the beacons. I have. I, it just went. It just went and I was really sad and it was just gone. It just went off the edge and I was just, oh. So I'm just looking at it now on Strava because, you know, I'm nosy. Uh, so two days before your long run, you did, uh, it was 7K altogether, but 660 metres of elevation. And actually, yeah. of course, that's up and down. So in the space of three and a half K, you did 660 metres of elevation. Yeah. Literally. Two days before a 20 mile long run. And then I did a deadlift PB and I, I worked really hard. Well <laughs> cool. Yeah, it, it was not. So so the run itself we did. Now, this run was meant to be fairly easy, like, route-wise, because we were going down the Taft Trail and we were going from Merth. If anyone knows Taft Trail, we are going from Merthyr Vale back to Cardiff, which is net downhill. There were some pretty killer hills at the beginning, which I was Yellow. not a fan of. Yep. But in the grand scheme of things, it's net downhill, especially, like, that bit where you can, where you can turn off for Caffili. That bit onwards is really nice, like a nice mm-hmm. gradual downhill. Lovely. But I five miles in, I was like, nope. This is. I have to keep stopping and walking like normally. Like I don't get to that stage until I'm about because this was meant to be between twenty and twenty-four miles. And I did. I did twenty miles in the end. But normally I can get to about fifteen, sixteen miles just running, absolutely fine. And then I might have to build in a bit, walk, bit of walking. But I <laughs> like only like probably about six or seven miles in. I'm like I need to walk for a bit. I was absolutely knackered. I, yeah, I just, we did do quite a lot of walking. We did, yeah, 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 and that was—I think that was purely just because I was absolutely fucking exhausted. Like, <laughs> like I said, normally I'm—I I could have run that right up to like 15 miles or so, and then maybe build in a bit of bit of walking then. But it just wasn't wasn't the one. And the other thing was like I had to I had to go for a wild wee like right at the beginning, hmm. and I was really desperate to go. I was really hoping. I don't know why, because all the all the toilets were shut at Cardiff Central, and I was really hoping at Merthyr Vale there would be toilets, but of course it's bloody out in the valleys. They're not even a proper station. Of course there's not going to be toilets. So I was like, oh shit. So what? <laughs> when we were running down the trail, I was like, we got like two miles in. I thought I do need to go toilet because I can't like concentrate. And the only place I could find was literally <laughs> in like a like a thorn bush. It was just thorns everywhere, and not even that hidden from the trail. So I was basically no. squatting. Holding onto a tree, and just if anyone had gone past, they would, I would have just been visible. And my legs were all cut up. I had like thorns sticking in my thighs and stuff. You know, it's lucky they didn't. Yeah, it's lucky they didn't end up anywhere else. I will say because it's just like and all my legs. The front of my legs are all cut up as well. Like I came out with like bloody legs and stuff. And I mean, you didn't just wait till somewhere where there wasn't thorns. I was really desperate to go, and I kept seeing houses and stuff. And I was like, we're not gonna. I need to go right this minute. It's to the point where I don't care if I get cut up. I don't care if someone sees me. I need to. I need to pee. So yeah, it was. Uh, it was not the greatest wild pee. It was not the greatest run, but it got done. How how was your experience? Oh, also, sorry, just looking at Strava again. I've just seen that, that was actually your, your fastest thirty k. 
Was it? You know why though? I think because the other one we did was um, was the last the other twenty twenty one miles was the Penrith pilgrimage one. Oh yeah. So that <laughs> that wasn't a swift one, to be fair. No, it was not a swift one. It was a lot of elevation. So, but yeah, it was not a swift one at all. But that's probably I'm probably gonna do more walking than that in the ultra. So I don't mind. It's not. I'm. That's the thing. Like I've been really beating myself up because, like I said, when I've been doing my long runs, if I'm going out and doing say 18 miles, I will end up walking some of it. But I'm like, I'm I'm training for a fucking ultra, not a road marathon. Yeah, who, I don't need to run the entire thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like from really early on, you were like, oh, just get, if you want to run, don't worry about it because I'm going to be walking quite a bit because I'm really tired. I was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I love walking. The training for ultras, like, that's the whole that's the whole reason why I'm doing ultras rather than a marathon is that I want to, I want to be able to walk as well. <laughs> yeah, I got no problem with having a nice walk as well. That's fine. Um, so, yeah, um, we did that. Uh, the bit I did like is when we got into Ponty Pre, a couple of things happened then. Uh, we saw Hugh Phillips, who's a listener. Uh, drive past. He just pulled up next to us at some traffic lights and kind I of stuck his head. Him at all, and I thought he was some mentalist shouting at us. And we started talking to him. I was like, "Let's just go." I was like, "Not so much looking and walking on." That's why I didn't recognise him either because I wasn't making eye contact. Because I thought this is some crazy guy that's like shouting at us from his car. Like I don't want to well, engage. That's, that's not unfair. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought he was going to be like support crew. I thought he was going to chuck us some food or some energy gels or something. But he just kind of looked at us weirdly out the window. I realised later it's because he got injured and he was getting a lift home from his long run. <laughs> I mean, sorry. I hope you feel better. I don't know. He just tripped or something. I didn't really uh, pay attention. Oh, oh, is that sort of injury? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Love it. Uh, then also uh, in Ponty, just as we got back on the kind of main Taft Trail path, we went past this huge cemetery. This tree just like exploded and fell down next, well, not next to us, quite like 100 yards away, but it was like very loud. It was. And we were like, we we're all looking around like, should there be like a van here or some tape up or a man in a yellow jacket? But no, I think it was just a really massive piece of tree just like fell off and made like mm. an explosion sound. And there were then gunshots, weren't they? Like, I yeah, think they ran like. through that part of the Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, like yeah, there were loads of gunshots as well. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was slightly worrying. Yeah, because I thought we were going to be running, because it was very in the distance, and then as we were running further and further, like, towards Cardiff, like, they kept getting louder and louder. I was like, Jesus, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was a few interesting um, parts of that. But because we did do the run pretty easily, um, it was a comfortable pace for me, and we kind of ran all the way back into Cardiff. And we got to 20 miles and I was like, well, I'm going to carry on and just like head home and just do whatever I get up to and just see if I can crawl at home, if I have to walk at home, whatever. Actually, once I set off, I felt pretty good and I went down kind of a bit of a, a fairly long downhill section and I got to the bottom running a little bit quicker than obviously I normally would. And I was like, oh, actually, this feels all right. And I actually ran home. I did 8K, so I got to 40K. But you know, what? I felt really good on those last 8K. It was really strange. I was like, I'm tired. But it doesn't matter, and I'm running fairly quick. So yeah, we moved. I think, I think yeah. we were doing like 13, 14 minute miles, and I was doing about just under nine minute miles at, at some points in there. Which, like, I don't run short runs at that pace. It was like mm. this is really strange. It's weird. I don't like it. But I got to the point. I got to 35k, and I thought if I do another 7k, that's a marathon. That's a banter marathon for no real reason. I was like, I could. I just don't want to because I'm really close to home now. I already had to run like halfway around the park again and up and down a few streets to get to 40. I like, can I be bothered to go out and do another two to get a marathon? No, there's no point. Mm. Yeah, I, I think by the end, like I almost because I had to run around a bit of a, a loop around a, 
mm. uh, roundabout just to finish. And by then, I felt like I was getting a bit of a second wind and I could have carried on. But I don't know whether that was because I was literally almost finished and my, my yeah. head was like, oh, you're done now. The other thing that I found really difficult was definitely the running on tarmac. So I think that is going to be something that's slightly easier with the Ultra is running on trail because mm. my feet were just like... It, it got to the point when when we were in Cardiff and running downhill, it was it's same with the Penrith one as well. It's it was painful, but that's I think that was purely a tarmac thing because it's just like the impact constantly. Oh yeah, but you know, then again, uh, Holly's wrecked the route uh, for the Ridgeway one that we're mm. doing that you might be doing, and she said there's bits of that where she was up to her calves in mud. So oh really? Yeah. Oh. So oh, that's a whole the... different thing to deal with. Oh my god, don't tell me things like that. Because you know what, I really hate mud. I really hate mud. And that's the nice thing about the bloody... The it's Vogum. all fields and everything. Providing we don't have much rain, the Vogum's fairly, like... The Vogum's going to be fairly fine in that regard. If we do have a lot of rain, it's going to be awful. Because the mud around... Yeah. <laughs> the mud around, uh, which is what I have the most experience with, Ogmore by Sea, around that area, is that... It's hard to describe. It's like that really, really slippy mud. Yeah, there's, we, there's a couple of like farmers' fields towards the end of that as well. That, yeah. The mud there is really sticky because it's like yeah, a really yeah, thick yeah. clay, and when yeah. that's wet, that's awful. I think it's the clayness that makes it like slippy yeah. and stuff. Because I remember when we went on a club run once to Ogmore by Sea, and uh, I was running with one of our one of our clubmates, and I was coming down this this um this hill alongside a cliff, and I just kept slipping. Like and it wasn't falling over, but my feet were slipping, and I was getting closer and closer to this cliff edge. I think it was Bernie who, who was with me and she was like holding her hands up going ah like to catch me and I'm like and I was going move out of the way like save yourself as I was getting closer and closer to the edge of this cliff it's just so slippy so I'm hoping we have some dry weather before uh, before both of those ultras yeah. or else it's going to be a bit of a nightmare it's going to be a nightmare anyway but I don't want it to be more of a nightmare yeah so in the end I ran 40k in five hours and it's, I think it's actually the only time I've run 40k outside of an ultra so that was nice that's given me quite a bit of confidence actually towards the marathon that I'm doing as well in October so they'll probably be fine they'll be fine yeah no worries and that's our last both of our last long runs as well yeah I'm doing that. a 12 mile run tomorrow how easy yeah 12, 12 miles, miles. Yeah, like I remember when, so when I was doing like half marathons and stuff, 10 miles would be my weekend long run. Yeah. And towards the end of that 10 miles, I'd be knackered. Whereas now 10 miles is like, yeah, that's, that's no worry. So yeah, I remember my first ultra training, I'd be like, oh, 60 miles this week. Oh, thank goodness. That's an easy week. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> it's a nice place to be. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's have a look at some of your messages then and don't forget to get in touch with your running bullshit on twitter and facebook you just need to search for running is bs and let us know why you particularly hate running this week and um, we asked on twitter uh, following last episode what was the worst costume you've ever been overtaken by and amy which ones caught your eye uh, firstly, I love this one by Liz Reese. It says, The Virgin London Marathon 2019. This T-Rex overtook me once the copper had finished tying his shoelaces. And it's a great picture of somebody in like a giant T-Rex costume and a police officer indeed tying his shoelaces, which well, his shoes are also green. Well, dinosaurs only got little arms, haven't they? So they couldn't do yeah. the laces. No. How difficult. Like, I want to know the situation in that costume. Like, is it... Is he struggling to stay upright? It just, I don't know about the balance of it and the counterweight. Yeah, and the st- and how, how structural that costume is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But know. he is wearing green shoes. I like that aspect of it. It's all very Good dedication, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also on Facebook, we had Jim Buttleman say, at London, an eight feet tall packet of McCoy's crisps. I believe they were flame grilled steak. 
It's awesome. good to know the flavour. That is. makes a difference. Yeah, definitely. It's a good flavour. Mm. And then one from Fiona Boyer Warland, who says, Not a costume, but I was overtaken by a girl who was skipping the whole way round the Great North Run, wearing a sunflower hat type thing. Fiona, that sounds like something out of a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> a skipping girl in a sunflower hat. Yeah, it just sounds like something about it just seems a bit sinister. <laughs> Like, okay. come play with us, kind of sinister. <laughs> I like the amount of people that, when asked specifically about a costume, they said, it's not a costume, but I'm like, well, that's not what we asked, is it? Yeah. So, <laughs> skipping girl, that. though. Like, how was this a very young girl? Like, were they allowed to be skipping around the Great North Run? I, I don't know. I don't know. What that seems like a, a health and safety risk. A skipping rope is pretty dangerous. I didn't think the girl was there. Maybe a girl died that day, 10 years ago, skipping, <laughs> wearing a sunflower hat. <laughs> And uh, three for me was at Jazz Alley said, got overtaken by a poo emoji around mile 16 of London 2018. A pretty shitty feeling, pun intended. Oh, that's very clever. Well done. Pile of poo <laughs> emoji, always funny. Of course. Yep. Bullshit. Uh, at Atonement666 said, Peppa Pig, Cardiff Bay 2018. And that, <laughs> I mean, that's all you need to say, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Peppa Pig is a bad one to be overtaken by. Oh, God. Yeah, but I want to know, like, what the... The, again what the costume was was like was it a full-on like mascot fo- uh, costume or was it so i can imagine like a homemade peppa pig costume would be quite terrifying actually uh, well I, even a good one would be terrifying yeah somebody painted bright pink and yeah oh. uh mark brown uh thought the worst costume he was overtaken by was a tomato until he got overtaken by a giant scrotum nice you do not want to be overtaken by a giant scrotum i'm assuming that was for charity <laughs> you don't want you don't want giants grow them anywhere near you, frankly. No. Let's hope that was a charity and not just like a passion. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's created their own charity. <laughs> You've got to have real balls to run in that kind of costume. Yep. <laughs> um, I've also got another two from Twitter. So at Rach C. Bentley says, Being overtaken by a young man dressed as a fairy who was jumping and leaping, waving his wand in the 2003 London Marathon. I love that. I love it because those people who are not only dressed up, but are doing some sort of action or weird thing to go with their costume. And you think, how are you doing that? I am knackered. How are you jumping around? Yeah, I love the idea of like just dicking around for an entire marathon. Yeah. Well, like, you know, those people that like run backwards and like wave at the crowd and run forward and do a little thing. It's like, just, yeah. just run normally. Just please just run normally. Go with yourself. No one yeah. cares. Um, and then at, finally, at Cheney Headshot says a bloke dressed as Luigi during the Snowdonia Marathon. That was fucking terrible. I finished in three thirty six, so he was fair motoring. Green twat. <laughs> Everyone hates Luigi. Oh, Luigi. <laughs> oh, Luigi. Yeah, love those. Please keep them coming. If there's any other shit costumes you've been overtaken by. Uh, on Twitter from S at Blessed with Pace, we had another pair of trainers. And a, some shit marketing. Uh, this is the Nova Blast 2 Platinum. And apparently the Nova Blast 2 shoe is a great way to meet your training goals while moving towards a clear mindset. Like enlightenment. Like, it's called Nova Blast. It doesn't seem very Buddhist to me, does it? No, moving towards a clear mindset. It doesn't get you there, it just moves you towards it. Mm-hmm. Do trainers give you a clear mindset or is it just, are they just, they're just trainers, come on. I mean, if they're running you up a mountain to go sit under, like, a fig tree or something, maybe. But I don't know, like... I, just, I don't know about something called Nova Blast 2, giving you a clear mindset. 
And even the second part of that is uh, they say, we wanted to create a smoother and more responsive feel underfoot. Have you ever worn a pair of shoes and thought, oh, that's a really smooth feel underfoot? I don't know what that no, means. I don't it know. feels smooth. And also, they kind of, I think they contradict each other because for me, if something's smoother, it's not being responsive. Like, I get what responsive means. Like, responsive means to me you, that you can feel the ground and you can, like, it's responding yeah. to the ground. That to me is what, because often, because I wear a lot of minimalist shoes and, like, that's often what's using minimalist shoes is that they're responsive because you're that they're responding to the ground as in like that you can feel the ground because it's you but they're all so smooth yeah but they're all so smooth i don't really get that because if they're smooth then it really depends on the surface but if you're running on a non-smooth surface, yeah i I don't think they can be both (laughs) people have to write words for shoes so bless them yeah one from gabriel naya who says while listening to the excellent pod on my run this morning got chased by a dog Dog was off the lead and thought running after me and playfully darting around my ankles was way more fun than listening to increasingly shrill screams by its owner to come back. Gabby seems to get chased by a lot of dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you running around with like bacon in your pockets or something? <laughs> it's all those German sausages, it must be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's something we were talking about on the run as well. The fact of how people try and get their dogs back is just by screaming at them and shouting like really aggressively. I'm like, mm. do you reckon your dog's going to come back if you scream at it? Yeah, and the amount of off-lead dogs we saw right next to the road. And it made me yeah. nervous. I was like, Jesus, if your dog sees something, I don't care how good it's recalled, if, if it sees another dog, a cat or something like that, it's going to be out on that road. Yeah, I know a lot of people have got dogs that are just really happy. They just trot alongside, they never run, blah, blah, blah. But like, mm. just next to a busy road, I just still don't want to take that risk. No, 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 Because no. I, if your dog's, your dog's recall is never 100%. Even if it's like 99%, that 1% could end up with your dog dead. So, you know. Yeah, it's scary. Speaking of scary, uh, we've got a competition. It sort of links. Uh, Don't forget, if you want to win a free copy of Ducking Long Way by last week's guest, Mark Atkinson, as well as a multifunctional net tube, and feature on the cover of our next episode, which by all accounts is going to be a monster of an episode, Mm. you need to email us your very worst running photo. So if you've been caught with a miserable face, dinosaur arms, literal or figurative, or just covered in shit, we need to see it. You can email it to runningisbull at gmail.com and Mark will pick his favourites. Yeah, and uh, recently actually, uh, the Harrier Facebook site did a similar competition on your worst running photo. Thanks, Kate, for stealing that idea before we did it. Um, But she did ask us, as it turns out, to uh, judge it for her, which was great fun. But the thing we both found about it, because there was there was hundreds of photos for us to go through, and a lot of the photos we went through, like these are people's worst running photos. A lot of them were really nice, mm-hmm. and I do, I think we both had the thing. Like, I think people were looking at the photo, and I didn't. It wasn't like it was a bad photo, but they didn't like the way they looked, mm-hmm. and so they were submitting that as their worst photo. And we we're like, that's not what we're looking at. We want you pulling a funny face or standing in a dog shit or something like that. It doesn't kind of matter. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't matter your body shape or anything like that. Or if you look like you're running slow, that is not what it's about. No, it's about those horrible, miserable faces that you're pulling when the the race photographer just catches you. Or, you know, like when you're running and your face makes a weird face just because of the action of running. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all the gravity and stuff. And well, you it's the one I, I posted on uh, social media the other day. It's, it's one of those ones where I've hit the bottom of my stride mm. and my face has just gone bloop and yeah. dropped. And my kind of knees look like they're a bit buckled and I've got floppy wrists. I do have kind of floppy wrists when I run, which annoys me a little bit. Um, but yeah, that that's what it's about. We want you to look like shit not just like you and, I, and you know some of those photos on the harry one people were smiling 
That can't no. be a bad photo if you're smiling. Come on. No, unless you are like covered in dog shit or, you know, on the floor with your legs bleeding or something like that, you know. That, that's yeah, that, unless it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, send us your terrible photos. Thank you. Now on to Patreon to support this podcast and get the inside scoop on a juicy piece of news that is currently only available to the very coolest people. You can head to patreon.com forward slash running is bullshit to give us money each month. Or if you're already a Patreon and you're sick of us, you can go there and cancel it, whatever. We don't care. See you later. (laughs) This month's supporters were... Neil Denton, Gabby Thomas, Nair, Nicky Genders, Tim Simon Ross, Ben Martin, Matt, Lisa, Amanda, Murray, Hyde, Chris Whitmore, Stuart Stevens, Ian Hale, Sam Wally, Matt Caffin, Penny Simpson, Ian Thompson, Matthew Ward, Rich Matt Garner, Angela Foster Swales, Amanda E. Hernandez, Matt Newbury, David Irwin, Gordy Thurwell, Carl Fleming, Lisa Gibbon, Clark Gilmore. Kel Ryder, J. Steph Hall, Anthony Harry, Rachel Bentley, Julia Page, Sophie James, Elliot Line, Ruth KP, Paul Hibbert, Victoria Dick, Claire Dean, Ivy Hewitt, Kirk Shepherd, Jules Atkinson, Hugh Phillips, Jonathan Carter, Matt H. Victoria Knight, Phillips, David Sinclair, Bernadette McCarthy, Rob Smith, Karen Hamilton, Max McCarty, Brian Simpson, Liz Reese. Matt Jones, Moena Billum, Charlie Neverson, Debbie Hurley, Maria Wicks. Oh, I enjoy recording these far too much. And oh, Amy, a juicy piece of news, you say. Mm. I believe we're going to talk about that on the next episode. The next episode is going to be crazy. Juicy, juicy, juicy news. Yeah, it's going to be so exciting. Will we survive the ultras? What is the juicy news? Who's going to have the worst pit? It's going to be so juicy. It's going to be. It's going to be literally moist. It's, it's going to be. It's going moist. to be a damp episode. It's going to be a soggy bottom. Oh. <laughs> the bullshit. The bullshit. The bullshit. Running news. Finley just looked at me then. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> He's like, "What are you doing? Are you calling me, or are you in pain?" So something that went under the radar a little bit during the Women's Olympic Marathon was Lona Chemptai Salpeter, who was forced to take a break during the run due to period pains. She was in the leading pack for much of the race, but pulled up with around 4k to go and eventually finished in 66th place in 2 hours 48.31, which is over half an hour off her best time. She made a point of talking about it, despite it being uncomfortable, uh, to hopefully make it easier for others to talk openly to their coaches. And there was lots in there about how... This kind of thing is, again, as we've said before, is never discussed with coaches. A lot of time, women runners have male coaches who kind of don't understand it or don't want to talk about it. And so it's great. She, she actually made a point of going to the media and saying, this is why I dropped back and this is this is why it was. Mm. No, I, I think that's really good. I think that we've said like on other episodes, it's always useful for people to talk about these things because these are things that happen to our bodies just like any other. And actually... These are things that happen to our bodies that do really impact on athletic performance and they impact even if you're just a casual, not casual, we don't know what I mean, like a non-elite runner. Hmm. Um, if you're an elite runner, like this has shown, that impact can be the difference between winning something and coming in like 66th, 66th place, you know? So yeah. 
as she said in there, she she realised it was going to happen over that weekend. Yeah, I can just imagine her like counting forward the weeks. One, two, three, four. Oh, fuck it. Bloody Olympics. Yeah. (laughs) Most of us like, oh, I've got that 10K. And she's like, oh, bloody Olympics in Tokyo. (laughs) I guess you would assume, though, out of the, I think it was around 90 women, I guess one in four of them, just on a chance, I guess would have... Would have had a similar kind of thing? Well, you know, it would be a really interesting study to see because your athletic performance peaks when your testosterone is at its height, usually when your testosterone is at its highest, which occurs usually about a week before your period. Mm. I can't remember when it is exactly, but it's like, you know, within a certain time frame. Be really interesting to know, like, of the medal winners at the Olympics of the women, (sighs) what part of their cycle were they in? And if there's like a correlation between that. That would be a weird press conference. Yeah, is your period a performance-enhancing drug? <laughs> um, I was interested in the time as well, because she finished in 2.48.31. And I kind of thought that's... I mean, obviously, it's a good time, but I know club runners that have run quicker than that. Mm. And I had a look, and she actually still finished ahead of both British women in, in the race. Mm. But I checked Power of 10 as well, and both of those British women that were in there, they've only recorded one marathon each. So they they managed to get to Tokyo on a not a huge amount of you know marathon experience, mm. but I guess um, fifteen people dropped out of the race as well. So I guess it was just too hot. I oh. mean, I, I know they held it really far north of Tokyo, but I guess they just thought, fuck it, there's there's no point trying to push this. We might as well do it in an easy two fifty or something like that. And I'm sure, like a lot of Japan, I don't know whether where they were doing it is as well, but a lot of Japan is very humid this time of year. So I think that was the issue. Yeah, yeah, the humidity would have been a nightmare. So someone that did get a lot of attention during the Men's Olympic Marathon was Morhad Amjuni, who sparked debate on Twitter over whether he was meant to knock over an entire row of water bottles before grabbing the last one. Um, if you've seen the video, then I'm sure you agree. I'm not sure why this is even a debate, because it's blatantly obvious he did do that, and he's a colossal bellend. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. comes up to a water station puts his arm out and just knocks over every single bottle, but grabs the last one. And people are saying, oh, but he was leaning over at a funny angle and he was obviously really tired and it was humid. Yeah, but he picks up that last one pretty deftly. Yeah, it was bizarre. I don't really understand what what he was doing. But he's just being a prick and trying to fuck up everyone else. He knew it was hot. And if I can fuck up everyone behind me in this group, God. why not? What country was he representing again? France. Mm-hmm. France. Oh, well, there we go. Well, there we well, go. There we go. Yeah, oh, it's just such a dick move. It's just so obvious. His hand is just open. There's no attempt of like, mm. oh no, he's he's not fumbling. He's not trying to grab anything. It's just open palm and grabs the last one. Prick. What a dick. Is there going to be anything like repercussions for that? Surely there's that. I haven't you know. seen anything. No, you'd think that would be some kind of unsporting conduct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and finally, now I saw this story on Twitter, so I had to, I had to include it at the end here. Um, of course, this is from our good friends at Runners World, and according to Runners World, slower recovery runs can help you speed up. Fair enough, no issue with that. My issue is that they're having to call it sexy pace. Now, there's no issue with calling something sexy pace, but it's the whole like thing they spin around it about oh you know having to run with your slower friends god don't you hate that yeah the only way you can get your um runners to run slowly is by calling it sexy you're not running slowly you're running sexily and they're like oh right yeah in that case i'm gonna do it so the article says there's an obvious benefit to running with someone who's faster than you the natural competition encourages you to pick up the pace and over time you'll get faster 
But what about when a slower friend asks you to join a run? Oh, oh nightmare. God, oh, I hate no. that. It's easy to want to shy away from that. It you want to bad. feel that you've done a hard workout after all. But occasionally, <laughs> slowing down and doing a recovery run can actually make you run faster in the long term. And maybe keep your friends as well. <laughs> We're not yeah, this is what kids. I did Sunday. I thought, you know what? I just need a nice, easy run. <laughs> I, yeah. Obviously, I want to feel like I'm getting a hard workout, but I want to just slow down and it can, hopefully it'll make me faster in the long run. Then I won't have to run with you at all. Yeah, because I, I think we had a previous guest talk about, you know, the sexy pace that, that, that um, some of the sort of back of the pack runners do. And I get that. If, if you're a quote unquote um, slower runner, I just say, oh, you know, we don't call it slow running. We call it sexy pace because it's negative. Because it's not fair enough. But it's like that whole thing of like, don't you hate it when you've got to run with someone slower? It's like, chill out, bro. You're you're not Mo Farah. Just run with your friends sometimes and slow down a bit. It's not a big deal. Yeah, when it's your training strategy to get your runners to run slower. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Just like, chill out. Like, if, if I'm... Usually I'm the slower runner. So usually people are running slower with me, you know? But like, if I was running with someone slower, but I wanted to also do a hard workout, I'd just do that hard workout on another day. Not that I'd ever want to do a hard workout, but if that was my sort of... I remember once I was training with someone who was doing, like, Couch to 5K. Um, and I just did two runs that day. i do my run, and then i do Couch to 5K with them. It's not a big fucking deal. Like, this is... You know, if you're part of, like, running in a so- social group, then part of the, the benefits of the run should be the social aspect as well. Just chill out. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You know? There's a coach with Adidas Runners here and she says, I actually don't like to use the word slow when I coach because I think it gives people a negative connotation. And then that's why they don't want to do it. They should just, why don't they just get over themselves? Yeah. Like okay. the thing, right, we're here, this is training today and we're going to run nice and slow. Yeah. That's fine. If anyone kind of goes, well, I don't want to run slow. Because the, in the article as well, it explains all these good reasons why running slow is good for you. Like if you tell people that... Rather than just say like, oh, no, 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 we're not running slow. We're running sexily. If you tell them about all the other benefits, perhaps they'll mm. just run slow. Yeah, it's okay. So don't be scared of running slow or like saying you're a star. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's not. Anyway. Yeah, I, I just loved it because the, the Twitter, the tweet ran with like, oh, running sexy pace and all this. I'm like, come on. Come on. <laughs> just run slow. It's fine. Yeah. So Stuart, what have you got coming up next? Wow, we've banged through this episode, haven't we? When we don't get a guest on, it's much easier. I know. We should do this more. It'll save me a lot of time. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Well, we're having an extra week between episodes. uh, So it'll be three weeks. But that's so we can bring you a mega, ultimate, double, maybe triple, ultra episode. Triple? Amy Amy has the Vogum. I've got the Rhythm. And Amy might do the Rhythm as well. I am doing the bloody Rhythm. Everyone's Everyone's throwing around words like might and maybe. I am doing it. Unless something happens where I injure myself at the Vogum. Okay. So who, who I'm running with, Bernie, who I ran with last time, who's fantastic. And she's, she's a great person to run with. Not only because she's just a fantastic person, lovely to talk to, but also because she knows where all the toilets are, which is fantastic. Where all the aid stations are. So when my brain is frazzled, she'll be like, oh, it's only three miles to the next aid station. You know, absolutely fantastic. I found out, I, I texted her the other night and I was like, oh, Bernie, can I run the Vogan with you? Or am I too annoying to run with for like 12 hours? She's like, no, that's fine. She's also running the rhythm. So I think we're just gonna, you know, there's somebody else who's in my madness and okay. we'll get through it together. It will be fine. I'm gonna take it nice and slow. 
Chill out. Or sexy. Just do it at a sexy pace. I'm gonna, gonna, oh, yeah, sorry, slow. It's so negative. I'm going to do it at a yeah, sexy pace. Tell, tell Bernie you're doing it at a sexy pace, and she'll be yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm up for that. And she'll be like, why am I running with you for the next 12 hours when you're throwing around terms like sexy pace? I'm quite scared. Um, so, yeah, I, I will, unless something happens where I'm actually injured, I will be at the start line of the rhythm. Whether I finish okay. it will be another thing, but I will be at that start yeah, line. Yeah, the, the thing I worry about is that we've said we'd, we'll uh, drive you there and pick you up. And like, if you're finishing at four in the morning, you're walking home. <laughs> I'm not going to finish at bloody four in the morning. Well, there's no cutoffs, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not getting your dog back until you drop me off home, so. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, I'm also doing a mile race um, in like two weeks as well, so that should be quite good fun. Oh yeah. I haven't that's... done a mile race in a long time, and it's going to hurt. That was the one where you said, "Oh, you're going to come and spectate," which would require yeah. me walking over there the day after the Vogum. Isn't yeah, it? that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No, no, I'm going to be laying down like in a little coffin for a week until I uh, until I rise again. So someone pushes the stone back from my tomb, and I rise again, and I do the rhythm, <laughs> the second coming of Amy. <laughs> so, like we said, uh, the next episode going to be a monster. We're going to talk about. We're going to do so much complaining about ultras mm-hmm. and about a mile race uh we're going to reveal the winner of the photo competition and we're going to tell you the juicy news oh it's too much juicy, it's too juicy, much juicy. so much juice uh well if you've enjoyed this bullshit you can visit runningisbs.com to see the show notes and the links from this episode and the whole back catalog as well as links to our patreon our merch tours and our social medias juicy 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 Giant scrotum. Nice.